have to get these numbers down. I am very concerned about the rise in numbers. It's spreading right across the province, which is, which is concerning. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about the coronavirus pandemic? When I think about the pandemic, I picture people like locked up in their house and unable to go out. And when I picture it in my head, like a visual representation of that, I picture a prison, like people locked in a cell, unable to leave. In today's episode, we are gathered here to talk about COVID-19 and how it has affected the mental health of Canadian teens. I am here with a local Bell River teen, Kennedy Jondro, who will be sharing some facts and her opinions on this matter. I'm your host, Peyton Jondro, and welcome to my podcast. Good morning, Kennedy. Welcome to our show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We're so glad to have you here. So I invited you here today to share your opinion and educate us a little more on the mental health effect of COVID on teens. What got you interested in this topic? Yeah, so um, I remember seeing a few things online and reading a few articles about the mental health effects of COVID on youth, and it really just interested me to see how um, it declined and how affected people were because of the virus. That's very interesting. I'm so glad you're very interested in this topic as much as I am. So, what is the issue with COVID-19? So, the issue with COVID is that it's just having a really bad impact on people's mental health, especially youth in Canada. Um, uh, The mental health of teens is at serious risk due to the COVID virus. I totally agree that teens' mental health is being very impacted. So, who is at risk? So anyone, anyone really is at risk. Um, people who had previous mental health issues prior to COVID will notice a decline and a worsening of their previous mental health issues. And people who might have not been affected at all before quarantine or before COVID can also notice that their mental health is being affected. Um, a survey conducted in June reported that 75% of youth noticed a change in their mental health and 25% of these people seriously considered suicide. Um, Not only is mental health at risk, but it is also physical health. There's been a huge increase in substance use, and having substances in the house makes it more easy for kids to be able to take those substances and have access to them. Um, Taking the substance on a daily can, and overtaking them, can have a really bad impact on your immune system and can weaken it and during times like COVID where there's a viral infection and virus going around you definitely want to maintain good health and keep a strong immune system so that you're able to fight off any infection or the virus if you were to catch it. Wow 75% is a huge number. I didn't realize how many teens are being mentally affected by this virus. So moving on to the next question. How is mental health being affected? What are some things that can contribute to this decline? So some things that can contribute to youth and their mental health declining is their home life, work life, and social isolation. So a lot of people live in abusive households, and having to be quarantined with abusive parents or an abusive spouse would definitely have a toll on your mental health in a bad way. So 33% of Canadians reported some type of abuse within their household, and these reports were self-reported between people who were 15 and up. Um, This abuse would have worsened during lockdown since people tend to get angry and more agitated if they are locked up for days on end. 
26% of Canadians reported experienced physical abuse, and the increase in substance use during this time would play a huge role in the physical abuse. Parents who are under the influence and who drink a lot tend to get angrier, and lots of parents will take out their anger on anything closest to them. This could be children. Having abusive parents in the household and drugs and alcohol in the house will definitely lead to more abuse, and abuse leads to more negative mental health. So work life was also something that contributed to the decline in teens' mental health, and this is because a lot of teens didn't have a job at this time. Some teens have to help parents pay their home bills and water bills and things like that, and not having a regular source of income can be very stressful if needing to pay for these things. Also, some people were very stressed because their job wasn't guaranteed for them when they got back out of quarantine. Lots of people worried and stressed and wondered how they were going to get money. But it was also had a very negative impact on people who were still working. Um, a lot of frontline workers, such as myself, noticed that we were way overworked and we were forced to fill shifts and work when we weren't supposed to. And I worked overtime and it was super stressful and I was exhausted every single day because of work. And I noticed myself not feeling good mentally. I felt like I wasn't I felt like I wasn't myself and I felt like I was caught in an endless cycle of school, work, and sleep. And I noticed that I just wasn't feeling myself. I had nothing to do when I got home. I was working like 12-hour shifts and it was terrible. And I think that working overtime and not or not working at all could also have a huge impact on people's mental health in a very bad way. And just to add on to the frontline workers and how COVID has affected their mental health, more than half of the essential workers who took the survey reported at least one mental change that they noticed, and 22% reported suicidal thoughts. So lastly, social isolation had a huge impact on the te- on teens' mental health in a negative way, and this one was pretty obvious and expected because when you take away everything from teens' like friends and sports and shopping and everything that they used to love doing with no warning at all just taken away the like the next day um you can't expect them to be happy about it obviously it's going to be upsetting and it's going to really affect some people who like considered those things like an escape from reality some people who even live on abusive homes like would go out and hang out with friends or go shopping to like escape that and now you can't do that so you're stuck inside those homes with nothing to do but Just isolating yourself from everything, from school and your friends and seeing anyone would just be really bad on your mental health because you have no one to talk to and um, all you can do is stay inside. And there was reported a huge increase in social media and we all know that social media has a huge impact on mental health in a negative way. Um, When you're on TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat and all those social media platforms, you're exposed to unrealistic um standards it could be like beauty standards anything like you think you see models who are twigs and you think oh I should look like that I want to look like her I want to be rich like this person and you're just exposed to things that are so unrealistic and when you don't meet those expectations you start to hate yourself and pick apart yourself and it's just really bad on your overall mental health so social isolation has was super bad on people's mental health and had a huge and played a huge role in the decline of it Wow, 33%. That's a huge number. And that's only for the people who have reported it. I can only imagine what it's like for these people who have to live in this terrible of conditions with no escape from their abuse. It also must be very stressful for teens who have helped support their families throughout the years. Without their income, it must be very stressful, not knowing whether 
there will be food on the table for the next meal. So what is being done to help this issue? So the Canadian government has tried their best to help these people and help them to stress less about how they're going to get food on the table and stress less about money and try to find ways to cope with their mental illness and stuff. So to start off, um, the Canadian government has provided families who aren't working and teens who also aren't working with CERB, which is the Canadian Emergency Response Benefit Plan. And this helps people and youth who aren't working and provides them with up to $2,000 a month. And although this sounds like a big number, it really isn't. It pretty much just accounts for food bills and gas for your car. It doesn't really, it just pays for the essentials, which is good because that's all we need during this time. Um, but they've also made virtual resources such as counselors and therapists more avail for, available for people who need it. So although that the uh, resources such as the counselors and therapists have made the switch from in-person to online, you still need to pay for their for these um, resources, although that they should be free in my opinion, because I don't believe that mental health should have a price. I think it's a priority. Um, the government doesn't see it in that way, and they still believe that people need to pay for these resources. Yes, I totally agree. Therapists and online counselors should be totally free. Mental health is a very important part of a human being's life, and it affects them very much. I think it should be as free as well. So what can be done to help this matter? So the government can provide people with a little bit more money for CERB. And I think adding an extra 200 to $500 per month would really help people and improve their mental health. Because all, they're pay- all that $2,000 is paying for is really the essentials. And they're not really leaving any room for people to enjoy themselves and to do things that boost their self-esteem. Such as... Maybe buying snacks and renting a movie for your family so that you guys can all get together and watch it. Things like this can really boost someone's self-esteem and boost someone's mental um, mental health during times like this where they're just locked in. And I feel that having that social interaction with your family maybe and doing something that's a little unnormal for your family or something that's unusual just would really make you happy and make you um, have, give you a boost in your mental health. Also, I think that they should definitely make all these resources, um, the virtual counselors and the virtual therapists, available for everyone, and I mean everyone. Like, money shouldn't be a factor in this. It should just be mental health is a priority, so if you notice a decline and you notice your mental health is at risk, you should be able to get this help with no cost. And I feel that these resources should be available 24-7 because I don't believe that mental health has um, a time limit. I think that... Mental health is something that can affect you at any time of the day and that if you need help, then you need that help now. You shouldn't have to keep it in and hold it in for another day or a few days until you get this assistance. It should be, I'm not feeling it, I need help, and I need the help now. And I think that, um, especially I think that mental health would worsen or affect you most at night when people are sleeping and you don't really have anyone to talk to and you're all alone. I think then that's probably when your mental health would spike and your issues would really get to you and you'd feel depressed and lonely. So times like that is when you need a counselor or a therapist or anything just to be there. So someone to talk to. So I think they should be open 24-7 and I think this would really help people's mental health. Wow, those are some very good points you made. I never really thought of it like that. So what do you think the future will look like if this issue isn't dealt with right away? So I think that if this issue isn't dealt with, our generation will continue to be unwell because we already have an unwell generation mentally-wise. 
Um, our generation has so many mental health issues and we just are affected by so many things. And I think that if we don't find ways to cope and find ways to fix our mental health now, our future generations will also have the same problems we're dealing with because our kids look up to us and if they see that we're depressed and sad all the time and we have bad behaviors and we're expressing and we're projecting bad mental health onto them they will pick up those actions and those behaviors and they will also reflect them onto other people and it will be an endless cycle of unwell generation so we definitely need to deal with this issue right now today we have learned so much about teen mental health and how COVID-19 has affected it Thank you so much, Kendi, for coming in today and sharing your knowledge with us. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it a lot. We did too. We have all learned something very important and valuable about COVID-19. I encourage all my listeners to go out and spread something they learned. Stay tuned for my next podcast. It will be on Tuesday and about social media. Thank you all so much for listening. See you next Tuesday.